Welcome to our first ever How We Hustle, the show dedicated to helping you stack dead presidents and keep your sanity in the gig economy. What is going on, Kim? How are you guys doing? I am just so excited to be back with you. And um, first of all, I love that intro. I think it was hilarious when you told me that so that's what you were going to say. I was laughing through a text. I know you didn't <laughs> hear me laugh, but like I was laughing through a text. <laughs> You know, hey, stacking dead presidents, right? That should be the ultimate goal for all gig workers. So, uh, Kim, before we get into it, how uh, we haven't been live together in a few weeks. It has been. It's, you know, I think, we, what was it? No, we haven't even been together since like the new year, right? So, happy new year, right. everyone. Happy new year to everybody. Kim, did you get wasted? What did you do for New no. Year's Eve? No, I'm too old to get wasted. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Um, I don't even think I made it to midnight. I don't even think I saw oh, the ball drop. <laughs> you're one of those. Like, I'm so old. <laughs> you're one of those. So, uh, okay. And uh, yeah. how have the orders and the driving been since? Um, I had to switch up my game a little bit. I feel like Jan every January comes around, and I feel like we go through this. So I've been doing this since... 2017 2018 somewhere around there um so i feel like every january we're like oh, it's january again because you're so used to you know december and then it's january so like i had to switch up my game and think differently which i can go into you know in a little bit what i did but um it seems to be working for me and i'm actually doing okay this month okay right on so uh kim i <sighs> I don't mean to be the eternal pessimist. <laughs> I really don't. But 2023 was a rough year, I think, for a lot of drivers. It was certainly rough for me. And I don't think 2024 has very good things in store for us either. I think 2023, I call it the year of changes because I feel like Every, not just even DoorDash, even though we're going to talk about DoorDash tonight, I feel like a lot of apps did a lot of readjusting based off of the economy, based off of them trying to make money, trying to make off profits, and really who really loses out. It's usually mm. the doctor who usually is the one who gets screwed is basically when it comes down to, um, especially when it comes to company profit. So I think 2023 was the year of changes for a lot of these apps. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I don't see 2024 honestly being any different, right? So, I mean, I guess I'm per, um, approaching this from the perspective of base pays going down on pretty much all of the apps, right? The customers aren't tipping as well or as often, uh, and not to mention we've got the government kind of sticking their nose in it and they're writing laws in a lot of places, which could be good in some cases, but it could also be a dumpster fire, you know? Yeah, um, I'll be honest. I, I don't know what's going to come with the new legislation. I think we're just starting to see like the very beginning of things to come in different cities, in different states. And hopefully yeah. we're going to, you know, get you guys through this <laughs> next year of whatever happens. But it's, um, it, I'll be honest, it's a little scary not knowing. I know for me, like, I want to know what my future holds. I want to know how much money I'm going to make. I want to go out and I want to just go out and hustle like I normally do. And I feel like you can't do that anymore. And you really have to 
change your game, so to speak, um, in particular to, you know, the gig economy. So it's it's going to be an interesting year, I have to tell you. So I guess that leads me to my first question for you, Kim, and for the entire chat. Please do chime in. Is DoorDash dying? Are we seeing the slow death of DoorDash? I honestly, I think DoorDash is dying. I don't think we've seen the death of them. Like, I think that these changes that they've had, that they're doing benefits them. I think they're thinking company-wise and longevity, and I think they're thinking profits. Um, But I don't think they're thinking of how it's affecting drivers and how we're making money. I think they're very selfish. Um, And they're only thinking about themselves. I don't think they give a damn about us. And actually, matter, matter of fact, so I, I was I was doing the slides last night for the show, and I got a little creative thinking about you know my my predictions for 2024, and uh, this is my vision of DoorDash in 2024. So, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but you know that that's the way I see it happening. And honestly, Kim, like, there's a few reasons for that. The base pay for example, right? It's, you just got slashed by what? 70, 75 cents in order? 75 cents. Can you believe that? That's to me, absolutely insanely ridiculous. It's like almost a third of what we used to get paid. Yeah. In, in one swoop. I think I, I, you know, I was trying to do the math. I mean, this is back like months ago when we got that hit and I want to say it was 20, it was high. It was like 26%, 23%, somewhere in that ballpark about how much we lost off of our base pay, which, yeah, man, it hurts. It Well, yeah. I mean, and if you think about it, right, it's not like they're lowering customer fees and therefore encouraging more orders. They're just slashing it and keeping more of the money that used to go to the driver. And actually, in the chat, please do chime in. If you got hit with a base pay reduction, let us know how much you got hit with. So, Kim, I mean, 75 cents an order, right? Like, I'm not going to do this mental math very quickly here, but I would assume that that would end up being potentially a few thousand dollars a year for a full-time driver. I had the whole math broken down last year. (laughs) I had it all broken down. What you got? Come on. I think it was 300, if I remember correctly, for me, who works an average of 40 hours a week, not just on DoorDash. I do multi-app, but just say for shits and giggles, it was 40 hours a week. But anyway, Based off of what I would average, like I would average, I would do usually a thousand or more per week. So it ends up being three hundred dollars per month, and I'm trying to remember per year. I think it was like thirty six hundred dollars per year. I think is what I was losing. So the bigger thing with all of this, and I don't think anybody sees seventy five cents and go, eh, no big deal. But it is a big deal because if relying just on DoorDash, which nobody should, to be honest, in my opinion, no one should be just relying on DoorDash. Is well, any one app. No, 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 nobody should be relying on just one app, period. But if you were, you now have to stay out longer. You now have to take more orders. You now need to make up because your goals don't change. Your bills don't change just because DoorDash decided to slash their base pay. Yeah. So there's something that I want to point out really quick, Kim, before we go any further. Yeah. Let the record reflect that Kim was the first one to swear on the new show, not me. <laughs> so I, are we getting you riled up already? 
<laughs> nah. <laughs> I, so, I get riled up when someone takes money from me. Anybody should hmm. be riled up when you lose yeah. money. Like no one likes losing well, money, okay. right? Yeah, of course. Nobody wants to lose money. But here's the problem, right? We keep having drivers who accept these orders. So, uh, you know, call me petty or whatever, but my Grubhub base pay used to be $9. That was the the absolute bare minimum I would ever get on Grubhub was $9 an order. And when they started slashing the base pay for the first like year, year and a half after that happened, I wouldn't touch a single Grubhub order that was under $9. I would mark every one of them as order too low. I'm like, I am not going to feed into this. Yeah. Grubhub is just... So, oh, I mean, I, mean, like, like, I, I don't like know. I might do be like stubborn, like Kim, but I'm like, I don't want to be like, I, I just don't want to be like, oh, screw you guys for lowering my pay, but can I have another one, please? Like, I need another one. You know, it's like getting backhanded and then screwing over it, again and doing exactly what you did before. It is, however, your bill companies don't um, <laughs> don't really accept that. Either your, your bill companies are always going to want their money, right? Your cable bill always needs to be paid. Your um, gas and electric, your mortgage, your rent, like they don't care that, you know, they just care about getting their money. They don't care that DoorDash slashed their prices, which I think all of us yeah. are in the game economy to have some reason, whether it's part-time and you're paying off debt or you're part-time and you're paying, like you're saving for you know, college. Like, can you imagine that though? Like, can you imagine going up to your landlord and being like, oh, sorry, hey, my pay got slashed by 75 cents an order. So, you know, instead I'm only going to pay, you know, three quarters of my rent this month and you're just going to have to deal with it, right? That's not how the world works and that's not how yeah. the world should work. You know, the, the prices always go up. Why are we always the ones who are taking the nosedive? That is a very, very good question that I have absolutely. So, well, it's no, ass backwards. This, it is. But as drivers, like we were always expected to adapt, right? Like I feel like that's everything that a lot of YouTubers, gig tubers, like always come out of our mouths. Like you have to adapt, you have to adapt. And I feel like it's one of those things that like it always comes out of our mouth, but it's like, it's literally the truth. If you don't adapt, you're not making money. If you don't take orders, you're not making money. So, I mean, yes, to an extent, right? Like we always have to adapt, but there's adaptation that's detrimental to the driver in the long run. So I, I think that we need to have that conversation on what productive adaptation looks like versus, you know, destructive adaptation. I, okay. I I don't know. I guess so, I just, I, my bill companies don't care whether DoorDash slashed the prices. They just care that they're getting yeah. their money. And how as a driver, am I still going to be making the money, even though I just lost 75 cents, which means thousands of dollars per year? Okay. Right. So I, I understand your perspective. Um, I, I guess where I'm coming from, though, is how are drivers going to adapt when our base pay keeps getting slashed and they're not getting screwed in the process? Well, you're, the driver's always going to get screwed. Even though you get screwed, you still have to move on and keep mo making money. Well, like you can't, unfortunately, dwell. I, I think you're on... wrong. No, see, I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, well, you're, yeah, because the driver isn't always getting screwed if you know how to play the game better than they do. Well, like you, can... you play the game by getting more apps and doing apps that are going to make you money and well, pick up what you've lost on DoorDash. So, 
That's part of it. But another huge part so of it is not accepting. Then? So well, I mean, it's not accepting a new normal is, is part of it. You know, you can't be like, oh, well, shit, the pages went down 75 cents. So instead of accepting orders, you have paying, to. if you don't accept the new order, well, then you're not going to be making money. Well, I mean, hear me out, though. What I'm saying is you don't want to go from accepting like a six dollar minimum order to now accepting a $5 and 25 cent order. Like you, you can't be doing that. That's destructive adaptation. You really don't have a choice sometimes if you're in a market just like mine and you don't know when your next order is going to come in. If it's 5 to 25 going a mile, you're going to have to take it in order to be making money and to be paying your bills. I think that's kind of where the adaptation as you particularly said comes in. Like you still have to go out and you still have to make money regardless. You might not like it, just like a company, right? We always talk about W-2. Company changes the policies. You think it's absolutely crap, but you know what? In order to keep your job, you still have to keep doing it. So, I, okay, this is something that you and I have butted heads on a few times, and, and let's see if I can finally resonate with you on this. <laughs> if you have a ton of apps, you should never have to accept that new normal. Like, I'm but never going to see a $4 order. Will perform the same way. Just because I have 16 different apps doesn't mean that they all perform or I like them or that they actually give me orders. For example, deliver that, right? So yeah. I have delivered that. I haven't seen a deliver that order come through since the week before Christmas. One just came through to my phone this morning. That's how long of a span. So it's not like it produces like orders after orders after orders, not all apps perform the same. So just because you have umteam apps like myself, yeah, it gives you more opportunity, but you still have to rely on apps to still make your everyday bills, unfortunately, like DoorDash. Yeah, so I understand that. And, and we don't disagree with that, but I, I wanna actually look at a different perspective here. If you are like the catering app specifically, so I understand that you're going sometimes weeks without seeing a single order on there. But when you get an order, are they usually paying substantially more than what you would see on like DoorDash, Uber, uh, Spark, whatever else you're running, Instacart? I mean, I did two catering orders today. One was delivered and that was $25. And then I turned around and did a deliver that. Now, the thing with Deliver That is I did an easy cater on Deliver That, and it's a tip pool. So I get paid on Friday for that, which means I won't know until tomorrow what the actual payout will actually be. What the actual and fuck? I deliver that. I now Deliver That. It's a little complicated. It's a little different. It's got to like shipped. <laughs> yeah. So you bit. just got to do but it and it, hope it for the best. Better. It pays a lot better than shipped. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get on a tirade about shipped right now. So... I, I guess, Kim, uh, at the end of the day, if you run a bunch of apps, right, if you've got Spark, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Instacart, whatever, right, you, you shouldn't have to conform to a new normal. There should always See, be. I work. don't agree with that. You almost have to. I mean, for me, just because DoorDash cut my base pay, it's still the busiest app in my market, right? So I don't know whether you guys have seen it. So the Bloomberg report just came out, like, I think it was like last week. And it's an update on the market share of food delivery. DoorDash is still 66% of the market share of food delivery, which to me shocked the you-know-what out of me in particular, just because I really felt like Uber Eats was closing the gap, at least during Christmas time. Like I was starting to see like a little bit of a rebound come back with Uber Eats. And then this came out. And I'm like, I guess Uber Eats isn't rebounding. So, you know, I... 
I, it's still my busiest app. Like I'm still doing a decent amount of money on DoorDash and all the other. What I adapted to was the, not the pay change. Yeah, you adapt, but you also have to adapt right now in January, slow time. So I switched my gears because grocery delivery never dies, right? Everybody always yeah. needs their grocery delivery. And, um, with that being said, like I just switched gears. So I was still making money on my grocery apps opposed to food delivery. And that's how I'm generating like my good week still coming for the month of January. Yeah. So, okay. I, I want to ask you this, Kim, and I want the chat to chime in here. What do you think the base pay is going to be at the end of the year? What do you think mm -hmm. we're going to average market by market? And, and I know, you know, I know it's just an educated guess, but what is that educated guess? My personal opinion, I think it's yeah. going to depend on what the legislation is going to do for a lot of these apps. Let's say the government stays out of it. Let's say there's no regulation and they're just free to do what they want. What What do you think? Let, let's go with DoorDash specifically. What do you think that DoorDash is going to have the base pay at by the end of this year? Honestly, I think they're going to stay the same. I disagree. I know so you're going to disagree. I, <laughs> you're going to say that it's going to go down to like a dollar or zero dollars. I don't yeah, think it's ever going to go it, down to zero dollars, to be honest with you. I think it absolutely will. No, I, I, think so. I think it's, so no, I think by the. It, let's think logically, though, about this for half a second. So, and you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was 2021 when we got that email saying that our base pay was changing back in 2021. I know it wasn't 2020 because that was the over the pandemic. I think it was the summer after. I think it was 22. Okay. Well, 2021. Close enough. It doesn't matter. So we're talking like two, maybe three years ago that we went yeah. through a base pay change. I don't think they're going to do it right away. I think it's going to take like maybe like a two-year span. And yeah. then okay. we might see a dollar. I don't think we'll ever go down to zero dollars, but we might see another base pay change. So what you're saying is fair. And and I do kind of have to concede to your point a little bit. Well, I'm a sorry, little what? Bit. A I'm little like, what? bit. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> See, I haven't gotten to the part where I'm still right in the end. <laughs> so, okay, the last base pay reduction that they did was just this huge sweep. They they devastated hundreds of markets around the country. Typically what happens is when DoorDash comes in and they start lowering the pay, they pick a handful of markets and they do it there. And then it's, you know, like they'll, they'll mess with, you know, 10 markets over here and then they'll mess with 10 markets over there. So I think it's very feasible that by the end of this year, we could see some markets that are as low as $1 on single orders. Mm, I, I don't. Honestly, I don't see that happening. But that's, once again, just my <laughs> own particular okay. opinion. I just don't see it happening. I think they still have to contribute something, whether whatever it may be. I don't think they're going to go that low yet. So, okay. All right. So that's fair. But what is the motivation, though, Kim, to to not lower it when oversaturation is the way it is? Because people are compromising on the orders. They're like, well, I haven't seen an order in 20 minutes. I'm going to take the next thing that comes my way, even if it pays like shit, you know? You do have to do that, unfortunately. Uh, if mm -hmm. you want to stay in the gig economy, unfortunately, you're going to have to 
lower your standards. If you are in a slow market, I'm going to preface that. Not everybody's in the same market, but if you're in a slower market, mm. you're going to have to take orders or even lower your standards if you want to make the the same amount of money, if not even more money. Like, I, and we, this is where we differ a lot, a lot. Like, I am the I am the person who I cannot sit still. Give me an order and I'm off. You're the person who, okay, I'm going to wait around. If I waited around like you did, I would not even come close to making the money I do on a daily and weekly basis. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. So uh, I guess part of it is the market because if I were to act like that, right. And I were to go and just kind of compromise on everything I do, I would be making like a third, maybe not a third, but maybe like three fifths of what I otherwise would make if I'm sitting around and being extremely um choosy with the orders i'm accepting i it's 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 rough it's it's almost like a doordash we'll talk about doordash right doordash has kind of put a lot of drivers in a very tough spot right so what we used to have in our own mindset like i'm not i'm never taking this order i'm not doing I'm making this up $40 for two miles. I'm not doing, you know, anything less than $2 a mile. And then slowdown happens, oversaturation happens, base pay happens, like call it like the perfect storm of everything happening. Unfortunately, in order to make money in a lot of the gig economy, like you're going to have to lower your standards in order to make money. And that's where they put all of us drivers in a tough spot because we all have our own morals on what we would take and what we would not take. But now we're forced to still make money and take orders we normally wouldn't take. So do you think that the drivers, theoretically speaking, if we could actually organize the vast majority of drivers and we could all collectively agree to not take anything below like six bucks, right? At least a dollar, two dollars a mile. Well, I know, but like this is hypothetical. Uh, you know, not take anything below like a dollar fifty or two dollars a mile. Do you think that that would force the gig app's hands, and that we would start seeing reasonable pay for the work we're doing? No, I don't think it would ever work because. And I'm going to tell you why. Just just hear me out for one second. And you said it's right hypothetical. But, but, but if this, if it just would never work because DoorDash will always find ways of deactivating drivers, seasoned drivers to get in new drivers that are going to take every order that they see that don't know any better, that have no knowledge of DoorDash. And you're always going to have those drivers out there that are going to you know, utilizing, taking every order because they feel like they need to. And I am actually saying like, I'm still top dasher. That hasn't changed, but I need to be top dasher in my market. I know you're rolling your eyes, but I need to be top dasher in my market in order to get on the schedule because I cannot get a schedule if I am not top dasher. So that's another thing that like DoorDash like dangles over driver's heads. I don't agree with it, but unfortunately Ooh. it's the only way that I can make money on the DoorDash app in my yeah. area. But as long as there's- so that's there's one of the most ass backward things. It's one of the most ass backward things about DoorDash is that you have to schedule. You know, you can't yeah. just drive whenever you choose to. Like that is not an independent contractor move. That is a pseudo employee move. 
It is. But, you know, speaking of oversaturation, so I'm going to go back to the whole Seattle legislation in your neck of the woods a little bit. Mm -hmm. So one of their things is, and it's part of the Seattle legislation, is they can no longer schedule, like it's against legislation. Um, And because it's a part of legislation, they, every driver in Seattle can now dash now whenever they want. And when I first saw this, I'm like, yeah, that's freaking awesome. Finally, like it's going to just be like Uber Eats. And then like, I kind of sat back and go, oh, wait a minute. If it's just like Uber Eats and I'm thinking of my own area and I can't tell you how many ridiculously amounts of new drivers are in my area causing oversaturation. If every single one of those dashers were able to dash now whenever they want, it would lead to even less orders for drivers. So it's like a catch-22, right? So I don't believe there should be schedules. I think it's a huge pain in the butt, but at the same time, does it really help oversaturation? All right. I don't know. What do you think? I I see your point. I, Kim, at the end of the day, I just think that drivers compromising past their limits is contributing to reductions in pay. I think that if all of, uh, I think if every driver out there had some standard, you know, and, and I know it's, it's a pipe dream, it's wishful thinking, but if we had some sort of a standard, then we wouldn't have these problems, right? DoorDash knew that they couldn't lower the pay anymore and get orders delivered. It just wouldn't happen. So yeah, I, I, it's just see, it's like the same concept if you think about it. Like whenever we see these DoorDash strikes or whatever yeah. strikes that are going on, like they never work because there's never enough drivers to make an impact. Like if if they get a hundred thousand, even five hundred thousand drivers, does it really going to make a difference? Because they're always, they're only going to raise the peak pay in whatever areas people are striking, and it's going to get more dashers to come out and make money. So, like, they always have a plan to be in control of the money they're making and getting drivers to take orders. So, I just don't think it will change, unfortunately. I want to put up this slide, Kim, because I, I feel like it's relevant to kind of what all drivers everywhere are seeing. Are orders drying up? in your market as well. I, I think I know the answer, but humor me. Yeah, they, they absolutely are. It's like I said, I went out before I got in here tonight, I went out and I was working, you know, it was take an order. You kind of wait around a little bit and yeah, get a crap order. And then eventually a good order would come in and like, it's, it's definitely like a waiting game. Right. So it's, it's definitely has dried up at least in my market. So I, again, it kind of, plays into what I was talking about before though. If there's fewer orders, more drivers, when a driver does finally get an order, they're more likely to take it. Even yeah. if it's, you know, barely profitable. So are you saying you wouldn't take the nine dollars for four miles? Oh no, Is I that took that one. I'm like, are you saying you would like jump first, on you? <laughs> no, no. It was the first screenshot on my phone uh when I was in Photoshop. So I just like transferred it. I'm like, ah, screw it. Let's go with this. Oh, okay, so I, I'm, I'm literally going to jump on you in like five seconds. Okay, I'll you tell you what. How about, how about this? How about this? I'm, I'm going to change my answer. Artistically speaking, I was trying to convey that decent orders are drying up. Oh, okay. We'll go with that. I'm like the Picasso Ash and shit. I'm like, I was ready. I was, I was ready to pounce <laughs> on you on this one. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, 
here in a little bit, we're we're going to get to some other orders that I didn't take, and uh, you know, we're, we're going to go from there. But Kim, it, it's taking longer, you know, it and I just longer. don't want to work for f- like four dollars an order. Like that would end up being freaking what? Like if I'm lucky, twelve bucks an hour? Screw that! And that's before my gas and you know my expenses and stuff. Like I'm not about to do that. I don't know. I like I said, I have. I found a different way of working. Like I don't work the same way that I used to two months ago, two years ago. Like I don't even come close to working the same way. I feel even by day, depending on what's going on, like it completely changes my strategy on whether I have a catering order or if, if it's forget about it. if it's 10 o'clock in the morning or even like, you know, like the mid morning before lunch starts, like it's ghost town. Like you can literally mm. like my phone. It's just like, Oh my God, can an order just come in? But I know if I turn on, you know, Instacart, if I turn on sometimes spark, like I can, there's always somebody doing some kind of shopping or grocery delivery because people always need groceries. So it's literally adapting by day and how I'm going to make my money. So I want to be crystal clear here because I could see somebody misconstruing my words. So I, I think that you should adapt depending on like the time of day, day of the week. Right. So like, I won't take an order for less than six bucks, or at least I try not to. Uh, that's really different. Well, so you wouldn't take a four, like a four dollar order, literally going less than a mile away, and you were like literally sitting in like a McDonald's no. parking lot. No, what's wrong with you? Snack. It's really hard to pronounce. <laughs> what? What's wrong with me? It's really hard to pronounce. <laughs> so, no, Kim, I'm not gonna accept that because, like. You can't say it's not profitable because it is profitable. If you're taking a four dollar order and it's going out less than a I'm mile, not, you can't tell me it's not profitable. Order. I'm not doing it. You know, okay, I'll tell you what, if nothing else, out of principle, I'm not taking a four dollar order unless I'm multi-apping. And if I'm then like you're losing money or something like that, you know, and it's going in the same direction, then sure, I'll make another four bucks. But you know, Tony can kiss my ass for four dollars. I feel I feel the judgment strong, Kim. Like it's like radiating through my screen and like hitting me right in the soul. I really do think it'd be interesting one of these days, Kim, to do a market swap and you know see how we come out of that. Oh, you're gonna fly to you're gonna fly all the way over to the East Coast in so, New Jersey. Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe I've never been to the East Coast, so why not? I've never been to the West Coast. <laughs> like, oh, it's awesome. It's expensive, but it's Jersey? awesome. I I haven't been. I'm going to have to take your word for it. But, you know, Kim, it's not just fewer orders and oversaturation. Kim, it's it's also fewer tips, right? Again, so this this kind of creates an interesting problem. There's this interesting problem that exists in our line of work where the drivers and the customers kind of tend to hate each other sometimes. Would you agree with that so far or not so much? Um... So I have my own opinion on this. I think there's a big battle between DoorDash drivers and customers, but I think there's a battle because DoorDash pits us against each other. Like, I feel like a lot of times they're the root cause of why the customers fight with drivers and drivers fight with the customers. Yeah. So over time, my tone is kind of 
changing a little bit on this. Like, don't get me wrong. If you order a luxury service, then you should tip the person providing the service for you. So, but with the reductions in base pay, we're seeing the customers having to make up more and more of the pay for drivers like me who won't sacrifice on the quality of orders I'm taking. So it, it really kind of puts the customers in a shitty spot. It absolutely does. And what, like what happens when we just have that mass exodus of tipping culture in the United States? Like we're getting there. People are getting frustrated with it. Well, if you go to New York city, then they don't tip until after or don't tip at all. So, you know, if, if it's working in New York city and they're still making a profit, watch out the rest of the country. We might still, we might see that in other areas, if not the whole country, if it's working and orders are still being delivered and people are still getting paid in DoorDash, the whole entire thing is, is DoorDash making money. So if DoorDash is making money, we might see the tipping culture completely change. Yeah. I I don't know, Kim. I think that we're going to, We're going to keep seeing the reductions in base pay. We're going to see fewer customers tipping the way that they did. Matter of fact, actually, what what do you think the breakdown of your base pay versus tips are? Um, I can tell you mine is 75% or more usually in tips versus base pay. That's usually like my average for for DoorDash, right? I think that's right. So mine is right about 70%. So 70% tips, uh, 30% base pay. Now, the which, which isn't bad, but the issue I have with that is about a year or two years ago, it was like 90%. So I think it was like two years ago. It was like 90% roughly. So we're losing approximately... Uh, See, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't think it was higher i think it was lower just based off of we like when i first started doordash i was getting a five dollar base pay when i first started doordash so even with a five dollar base pay even if you didn't i hate to say didn't get a tip then did you really care that you didn't get a tip at a five dollar base pay so i feel like the tips were a lot lower a couple of years ago especially during like pandemic times because yeah, people were tipping amazing, but DoorDash's base pay was 10 times higher than what it is currently right now. So that was also around the time that they were stealing tips too, though. Like that's something else you got to factor in. True. I, I you know, yeah. That, how many years ago was that? That was like three or four years ago, though. Yeah, it was like three or four years ago. So it was, yeah. what, that was pretty close to the time you were driving, right? Or oh, started. I've been driving. I was, Five years, yeah, right? probably. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I just, I I see it being a progressive problem. So, but I want to get the chat's opinion. Do you think that you're getting more tips now or are you seeing fewer tips? Because Kim, I'm definitely seeing fewer. Um, I think people are being more cautious with their spending. I think people are being, um, especially with the way the economy is right now. Um, I feel like if the economy was better, I think people would be kind of making a little bit better, you know, free flowing with their money. But like, I think of myself, like I was a customer too, right? So I used to order DoorDash at least like once a week. And then we're talking about two, three years ago. But even me, I'm like, why? Like one day I was just like, why am I ordering DoorDash? I can just go get it myself. And it's like literally half the price of what I would spend 
to go get DoorDash. So I'm like, why am I just going not getting? So if I have that mindset, I'm pretty sure that there are other people, you know, doing it whatsoever. So, you know, I, I see a dwindling, but if you're on the large order program, which I'm pretty sure some of you guys are, like I, I've seen a less LOP orders, but not in tips, if that makes any sense. Hold on, run that run that past me again. I was like reading comments, so I was ignoring you. That's okay. If you're on the large order program, yeah. I've seen less orders come in on the large order program, but not less dollar amounts. Like the people who are ordering larger quantities are still tipping pretty decent, um, but you're just not getting as many of them. All right, I got gotcha. you. I'm I'm tempted to keep going at this, but you know what? I think that we're gonna keep button our uh, beating our heads against the wall so it's okay you know i i honestly you know what i honestly feel bad for sometimes is honestly the customer and i'm gonna talk about like the single person like say you're a single woman a single man and you're living by yourself and you want to order i'm making this up mexican and some customers don't look at the uber eats or even doordash and they just say i just want mexican tonight and don't realize that the order that they're ordering from or the restaurant they're ordering from is making this up seven miles away. Right. But I just want a burrito. <laughs> That's the only yeah. thing I want. So I order a burrito and say my total is $15. So you're thinking, okay, $15. If I give them a 20% tip, it's $3. They don't know that DoorDash only base pay is only $2. So it ends up being a $5 order going seven miles to the customer, I just tip 20%. That's the right thing to do, right? But then I think this is where the misconception is. Like, in my opinion, DoorDash should be raising the base pay to compensate yeah. the driver driving the seven miles. It's not the customer's fault. They did the right thing. They tipped 20%, but it's DoorDash's fault because they're not paying their driver the correct base pay in order to get the, the food delivered. So, I, Kim, I actually went inside somebody's house uh, this week. <laughs> you did. I did. I broke my own rule. I'm like you're breaking some house. rules there, buddy. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It was uh, it was a spark order, and you know she was a sweet little old lady in you know a well established neighborhood. So I didn't really feel like I was at risk delivering six things of kitty litter. Yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. And I'll be honest, I did the same. And I think we were talking about this the other night. Um, I honestly, I broke my own rule too. I I was doing a shop and deliver for DoorDash. And so, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, no, sorry. Because I'm, I'm going to segue here in a second. Go, go for it. Yeah, no. Um, so I was doing an order, stop and pay on DoorDash. And it was three bags, really easy shop. And the, when I, the instructions when I got there is please call me and I'll meet you at the door. And it was a handed to me customer. So I called yeah. and I said, hey, I'm pulling up. I'm here. And she goes, hold on. I'm going to open up the garage door. Can you bring it to the garage door? She says, no problem. I felt so bad. This poor woman, she broke her legs. And like she was like literally in cast like at the door trying to like hold the garage door open. She even had like a hospital bed when he first. She's like, can oh. you put it in my foyer? I said, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So sometimes think, you do break your rules. I think that there's sometimes where you, you just kind of get the vibe that it's going to be okay. So uh courier quest um, Australian here, uh, the tip. Uh, so basically like they're saying that the, uh, the tip thing is strange, which 
I, you know, I'm always really curious to know uh, what gig workers in other countries are are making in base pay. Because I mean, without you tips, know, it wouldn't be, be worth a really it. Good here. Now, with and that's a good question. So maybe you can answer this for us. You know, is the base pay enough to compensate the drivers for doing an order? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Pam says uh, her daughter was tipped uh, 20 bucks yesterday for helping a senior lady hang a new shower curtain that she had just delivered. I could actually see her being very enthusiastic about helping her <laughs> with that. Uh, Pam's daughter is uh, very friendly and very, very sweet as well. Aww. So, That's um, really sweet of her. Kim, like millions of Americans, we got some kind of sketchy weather here recently. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You got a lot of snow. We only got a little I, bit of snow. We, you we got snow. snow. Yeah, we got snow. And uh, the roads weren't really cleared for like three three solid days there. It was just, Crazy. yeah. Um, so I want to highlight, uh, the, okay, now this is before the snow. So what had happened was the temperature dropped. Uh, we got as low as like negative 20 at one point with the wind chill. It was, it was like sketchy so this is to clarify before the snow but during the freezing so check this out so these are two orders that i got on uber eats when it was 15 degrees out first like, of all first of all uber i know you're gonna disagree with me on this and that's fine but i've seen some of the absolutely worst orders I've ever seen in the years I've been doing DoorDash on the Uber Eats platform in the past, mm. like, literally couple of months. Like, it literally is nope, 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 nope. Like, you have to go through, like, yeah. I feel like 50 orders in order to get, like, one decent Uber Eats orders. And you see orders like this, and you're like, seriously, people, what is wrong with you? So, uh, are you talking specifically shop and pay or just Uber Eats in general? Everything, shop and pay is regular order is like, it just. I mean, like, I guess I'm grateful to my parents. They taught me to tip for good service, right? You tip somebody for a service. My parents would be embarrassed if I ordered that and tipped $2. Like, come on. And uh, you know, I think that was going to a college area too, if I'm not mistaken. So, and that. I feel okay, like, I find and I feel like I'm going to sound so old when I say this, and I'm going to sound like such a mom right now. I feel like they should have like something in school that teaches people proper etiquette when it comes to tipping, when it comes to bill paying, like just different yeah. life situations. Like I yeah, feel like sure. I feel like kids these days, kids these days, um, aren't really <laughs> learning. You damn you know, kids. I know, right? I feel so old saying that, but they're not really learning like kind of life aspects that kind of gets them through situations just like this. Yeah. So, you know, the next one wasn't any better, right? Like I'm not going to go to Panda Express for $4 as we've already determined, Kim. No. <laughs> so, I uh, want to show the... 3.7, I'm talking about $4 order for like 0.9 miles a mile. I'm not talking like three miles. That's crazy. Hey, whatever you got to tell yourself to sleep at night. Uh, I'm sleeping quite well lately, so I'm good. <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> I'm like literally texting Kib at like 5 o'clock in the morning my time. Like, hey, what are we doing for this, that, and the other? So, like, I want to I wanna highlight these pricks. Um, 
uh, the DoorDash order. So this is $2.50 uh, going 4.2 miles. Uh, it was a double, Kim. A double. I almost never see no-tip orders in my market since Earn by Time rolled out here. But then I got that. A double no-tip order when it was 15 degrees outside. That's ridiculous. Hmm. So... <laughs> The <laughs> the next one, uh, I want to get the chat's opinion on this. So am I putting this up here to show that there was some good in the end? Or am I putting it up there because something went sideways with the Uber Eats order? Kim, what do you think? I don't know, but I would have taken that. So let's let's give the chat a minute here. But I, I will say this. Um, Uber is the app that tends to pay the best in my market. That or Spark. So, you know, when I saw that, I was actually like just wrapping up for the night. And then that came through and I was like, man, I am, I am on that. I say, please tell me so, you took this. <laughs> so, well, yeah, of course I accepted it. All right. So far. Uh, ooh, that's okay. That's a, ooh. All right. Fair, fair questions here. The store was closed. So they were not closed. Uh, I was wondering that myself. Uh, it was not a tip bait. Uh, probably something went sideways. Pam says something went sideways. Spoiler, she knew how this order went. So there you go. <laughs> and uh, Michael nails it with the food was already picked up. So some asshole driver out there stole the order. So you got $3? You got your $3? <clears throat> I got $3 and... Yeah, I got $3. So I'm just you heard the that. worst. Like when it comes to canceling orders, like you have to admit Uber Eats is like the worst. Yeah, I, I kind of read them the riot act about that. I'm like, like I'm taking time out of my day to do that, you know, because like drivers are just going to keep showing up, right? Like, I don't want to be the reason that somebody else drives five miles to get that order just to end up disappointed, you know? Yeah. It drives me crazy when, like, I go to a restaurant. Does anybody else feel this way? Right? So... I go to a restaurant and they're like, you're the fifth driver to come pick it up. Right. I'm like, why hasn't a driver canceled this order? Like, I feel like it's always left to me to cancel the darn yeah. order. Ugh, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've kind of been on both sides of that fence, honestly, Kim. I've been the driver who's just been like, don't have time for this, whatever. Uh, but I've also been the guy to call support. So it kind of depends on what's going on, how busy it is. So if it's, uh, you know, not, not to be a dick, but if it's, 5 30 on a saturday night it's popping i'm not going to waste my phone my time on the phone with support unless i have another order on a different app i'm always going to cancel it i i it's just oh. my conscience i know it's my conscience in me but you know what i'll do though as i'm trying to cancel the order like i'm already have doordash on or i have grubhub on like i have something else on so i can continue and take an order while i'm trying to cancel this order like i'm not missing a beat if i'm trying to call uber eats and cancel this order like I'm multitasking my multi-having, right? Is that a thing? I'm multitasking <laughs> my multi-having. <laughs> I think I forgot to add a slide in here. Ooh. I did forget to add a slide in here. Dang it. So I was going to show what happened when it actually snowed. So I was going to show a screenshot uh, from my friend Pam where there were 10 available spark orders to choose from. That never happens here. Like you got to drive to Walmart, be sitting in the parking lot at 20 after and hope that there's an order for you. That's worth it. My spark there were 10. Up. Yeah, there are 10 available at one point. Wow. Yeah, to my, choose from. my spark has dried up. 
So, and then uh, she, <laughs> she sent me her uh, para history that shows you like the, the Uber orders and stuff. Yeah. And the average payout was about 25 to $30 because wow. there were no drivers out and they were just jacking the prices up to get them delivered. Why didn't they just, if, if your roads and you were saying like your roads were bad, right? Like Our you got, yeah. you got like a foot and a half of snow, right? Is that what you said? You got a foot it, and a half? Yeah, it was somewhere between a foot and a foot and a half, I'd say, depending on the area. Okay. But this is my thing with these companies. Talk about corporate greed. Why didn't they just shut it down? Uh, well, yeah, they do in some areas, but not right. here. That's what I'm saying. Like they should have um, just shut it down. Nathaniel uh, texted me when we were dealing with all the snow and they got like freezing rain or something. And so they actually did cease operations in Portland, but from the sounds of it, our weather wasn't much better and they just kept it going here. Like, hey, we're just going to pretend like we didn't see that. Like I would totally have been out making a killing uh, if my car were decent in the snow. My last car was okay. This one is not. So I, um, I know like I, uh... Your safety always should always come first, right? Well, none of these yeah. companies, I, in my opinion, none of these companies ever take the safety of a driver. They're in it to make money. And how many orders can we still get delivered despite there being snow and ice and whatever? Yeah. I will say, you know, Instacart last week for me, they actually sent out a thing that if it gets bad, we're going to shut down Instacart. Like mm -hmm. there are still some companies, good companies out there that says, nope, well, we're going to shut it down for X amount of time. I think Grubhub did that too, if I'm not mistaken, but Uber Eats and DoorDash, they just keep it going. And I'm, I just, they just don't care. To me, they just don't care. They just want their money and they don't care what the weather is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and actually, I was just about to bring this up. Uh, so, Pam's daughter is also named Kim. So, oh, uh, good yeah, name. So, don't, don't, don't get confused there. Uh, so, her <laughs> daughter made over $400 when it snowed in one day. Awesome. So, I mean, if you've, if you've got the right kind of car to do it and you're comfortable driving in the snow, it can make you killing. But, you know, unfortunately, I, you know, my car just doesn't perform very well in the snow. I actually, matter of fact, I had to drive to the store uh, just up the road for me. And uh, I had to do that twice when it had snowed. And I drive a standard, right? A little shifty car. You know, that's that's the technical name, the shifty car. And I'm trying to like back out of my parking spot. There was so much damn snow. I killed the car twice trying to just back out of my parking spot. Yeah, no. Hey, so. I'm good. If it's snowing and the roads are clear, like, I'm good. Like, that's what, like, we had a... My daughter had a snow day from school on Friday. We got maybe three inches of snow. And um, the whole entire time I'm thinking, why do they have a snow day? The roads are perfectly fine. So as long as the roads are fine, I'm good to go out. I'll work and I'll do whatever. I, snow doesn't bother me. The minute the roads start getting covered and like I, you can slip and slide, uh, I'm out. I'm going home and I'm going to be relaxing on my couch for the rest of the day. I wouldn't have wanted to order though. Chances of the... Uh order showing up or like slim to none when it's like that. Cause I mean, like, you know, you're seeing 45, 40 and $45 Ubers coming through, right? Like, you know, those orders probably do exist at that point. It's just, there's no drivers on the road to accept them. So they're trying to yeah. entice somebody to take them. But <laughs> anyway, so um, guys, I, I think this is where we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we've been at it for about an hour now. So 
It went by so quickly. Uh, I feel like whenever we get into like really good discussions, yeah. right? Like we, I feel like we just like lose time and all of a sudden it's like, it's an hour later. We're like, oh my God, it's an hour later. I, I just can't believe it. Uh, guys, um, this was our first ever episode of How We Hustle. It is a brand new show that we are doing every other week. You can catch us uh, every other Wednesday at um, 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully I got that right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So our next show is going to be uh, February the 7th at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. So uh, we want to thank you guys so, so much for taking time out of your day to spend some time with us. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you'll join us again next time. Bye, everyone.